Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Yes, alhamdulillah, it is Monday the 19th of October 2015, corresponding with the 5th of Muharram 1437. Your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed, standing in Fobuta Jamil. Now, were you in an accident or violent altercation or even swindled by a con man and you seek justice? Maybe you did or maybe you did not hear of the small claims court. Now, pull up a chair and sit close to your radio and listen to this open line chat. And if you're not sure what you can do to obtain justice, why not call in or send us your SMS to the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. We are joined online by Ms. Joy van der Heide, who is the Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice in the Western Cape Regional Office. Uh, Ms. van der Heide, very good evening to you. Assalamu Shukran for taking out your time uh, to share with us this very, very important information. Now, just to get the discussion going, uh, Ms. van der Heide, you know, just tell us a bit more about the small claims court. Sure, but please go ahead and call me Joy during this conversation. It's going to be a lot easier than saying my surname over. Okay. Um, the small claims court is basically like a civil court. So you can take certain claims to the court. There are some claims that are excluded um, from being heard at this court. And it's a very um, inexpensive way of actually litigating and getting your money back that's owed to you, um, whether it's for damages or whether it's, uh, you were swindled, as you correctly indicated earlier. And it's all claims up to 15,000 rand that can be heard at this court. Um, and the nice thing about it is you don't need an attorney for the court, so you don't have legal fees. The only fees that you are paying is for the share of services in serving the documents on the other person. And that's about it, really, when it comes to the court for this person. Okay, now, look, you've covered the whole issue almost in that one sentence by saying to us, you know, there's, uh, this, it's almost like a civil court and it deals with damage claims and we can go up to an amount of 15,000 rand. You don't okay. need really any money uh, as the, you don't ne- necessarily need an attorney. So therefore, there's no attorney cost or anything, but there would be, you know, the fees for the sheriff. But now, if one then looks at the whole issue around small claims, you know, what type of cases uh, could one refer uh, to the small claims court? Well, obviously your damages, but when you claim damages, for example, for a car accident, you need obviously the quotation and proof of damage and proof that you were not the cause of the car accident. The small claims court cannot hear complex and complicated matters where there's going to be a dispute as to who caused the accident. Um, So in instances like that, you know, what normally happens, you have a traffic officer that's in sight, and if someone acknowledges that they were at fault in the car accident, then obviously that document from the traffic department, plus your damages, would go to small claims court because that would prove that you were innocent in the entire accident and that you are due to be paid the money that's owed to you by the other party. Mm-hmm. Other claims that you can take is, for example, where rent is due um, and the person's not paying your money, or even if you loaned money to someone, whether it's a verbal agreement or whether it's in writing, I would encourage your listeners to always put everything in writing when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because then you have proof of the fact that it has been 
you know, there's an agreement in place. Um, there are other claims that you can also bring, um, <clears throat> but it's really, you know, it's, as long as it's under 15,000 rand or up to 15,000 rand, the court will be able to assist you. Okay. Just to remind our listeners that I'm chatting to Joy, who is the Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice and particularly at the Regional Office within the Western Cape. Now, this evening we're chatting about the Small Claims Court. Uh, you know, we, we deal with issues relating to damages, for example, uh, where you could claim damages either if you've been involved in a motor vehicle accident uh, and there must be no complications with regards to the matter. There must be no complex matters. Or if someone owes you rental money or you've gone and borrowed or loaned money to someone else and they're now not wanting to pay you back you can then take these uh, people to the small claims court is that understanding correct joy that is absolutely correct okay now obviously we're saying that there's no legal uh, representation required um obviously but you mentioned the 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 sheriff how does one then proceed with such action against uh, someone else well, the process that needs to be followed firstly is I would, you know, you'd have to inform the person that you're going to take to court that they owe you the money or that you are going to take into court. Mm-hmm. Then you have to write a letter. There is a telephone letter that you can get from the clerk of the court to assist you. Um, and the letter basically informs the other person that you owe me this money arising from a certain incident on a certain date. And if you don't pay me within 14 days, I am taking you to court. Mm-hmm. Now, just on the issue, just around the yeah. issue of 14 days, Joyce, so just some, a question that came to my mind very, very quickly. You know, sometimes when we take matters to court, and I'm not familiar with, but I'm, uh, I know, but for example, if one takes uh, certain matters to the labor court, for example, it's a very lengthy process. How quickly, if I refer a matter to the small claims court, uh, could my matter be dealt with? Well, there are certain pre Prescribed periods, you know, like for example, the letter of demand, um, which is your letter where you're informing the person they owe you money, mm-hmm. must be there for 14 days. Mm-hmm. Then you have the summons, and the summons must also rest for a few days to give that person a chance to respond. Um, so you can easily get a court date within a month or two or a month and a half. Okay. the date that you start the proceedings. Okay, well, I mean, that certainly, you know, appears to be very uh, speedy in terms of, you know, almost kind of, let's say, common practice, in, as I said, within the Labour Court, because there you wait about two years before your matter is actually heard. But what we're saying is that when we deal with the small, small claims court, you know, apart from uh, the summons that has to, to have a rest period, whatever you call it there, it mm-hmm. could be heard within about a month and a half to two months. Yeah, that is correct. Look, it's a speedy, inexpensive way of actually taking someone to court. And the wonderful thing about a small claims court is a judgment given at the small claims court is equivalent to a judgment given at a magistrate court, an mm-hmm. ordinary magistrate court. So it can be enforced through the court. Okay. So a judgment can be made, and obviously these judgments, uh, they handed down immediately? They are handed down immediately. So you go in, you have your hearing, you state your case, the other person states their case. And then the commissioner that presides over these proceedings takes some time out to make a decision and then obviously decides and informs you on the day while you're there at the court as to what his decision is. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. And then just to remind our listeners, obviously, you know, it is that where you want to claim damages and you can claim only up to an amount of 15,000 rand. So if you are either you've, you want to claim uh, damages because you've been in your, your car has been involved in a motor vehicle accident and the other party refuses to pay, you can actually take that party to the small claims court. Or, for example, if there's any rental money due that you did not receive as an owner, uh, you can actually take uh, your tenant then, in fact, to the small claims court. Now, I'm just inviting our listeners to put some questions. I've got Joy van der Heide on the line, and she is, as I said earlier on, the Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice within the Western Cape Regional Office, our SMS line 47913. Now, there's an SMS here from 3986. Joy, whilst I have you on the line, it says, Assalamu alaikum. I had two cases with the small claims court that was sorted out in my favor. The third one is in motion. I was at the small claims court about two months ago and the other party started paying me off. But now he stopped paying me. He still owes me 10,000 rand. What can I do now? Shukran. A very shukran to our listeners for their participation. Uh, Joy, did you get that question? Yes, I got that question. Okay. Um, if you'd like me to respond, I can respond to that immediately. Okay, you can do so now. Okay, well, in that instance, because he's already got an active case going, I would suggest that he continues with that case against the person, but obviously just inform the court that his claim is going to be less because the person has at least contributed to a portion of what was actually doing initially. Okay, so what you're saying is, let's say the person... The order was that you owe me 20,000 rand. So now the person enters into an agreement to start paying on the 20,000 and, and pays, let's say, 500 rand per month. Now, after having paid half of what is owed, the person now just stops paying. Do you now have to reinstitute proceedings against that person with a small claims court? Um, you don't have to reinstitute because you already have a valid court order in that instance. Mm-hmm. So, so all you have to do is enforce the order which would mean you'd have to take it to the magistrate's court, the clerk of the civil court, and ask them to enforce it via a warrant. A warrant of attachment would then be issued, where you can attach that person's assets and have it sold to recover your money. Okay, so to that listener, what you can then do is what Joy is saying is you actually then uh, just simply have your order made an order of the court or your agreement made an order of the court uh, and then get the sheriff to, to get your money. Is that what I'm understanding? No, no, no. no. I, you know, I, the way I understood the question, I understood the question as well, the SMS was that he would really took the person to court, but then the person started paying. That's correct, yes. Now he so stopped paying. Yes, so now all he has to do is continue with the process, get his court hearing, inform the commissioner, look, he has started paying towards it. However, he has stopped, so you now want an order of court. So if he doesn't continue paying, you can then proceed to have his goods attached to the magistrate's court to recover your, your money. Okay, excellent stuff. Just to remind our listeners that we do have online with us Ms. Joy van der Heide, Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice, and we're chatting about the small claims court. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us those via the SMS line to the number 47913. The SMS line 47913. Now, Joy, let's just go back to the whole issue around how do you institute these proceedings. You're saying that there is a pro forma letter, and this letter can be obtained from the clerk of the court. Is that Correct. Yeah, the clerk of the court can guide you in that process. They usually do have a pro forma letter at most of the courts, um, which they can give you to assist you in 
in informing the other party that they owe you money. Mm-hmm. After that process, after 14 days, you then get, go back to the court if the person hasn't paid the money or made arrangements to pay, mm-hmm. and you issue summons. Okay. And on the summons, it's a pro forma summons, the clerk of the court of the, of the Falklands court will be able to guide you and assist you in filling that document out. And then you have that served on the person and then you get a court date hearing. Okay. Now, you mentioned this whole issue around, for example, uh, there's a slight fee for the sheriff's services. Uh, just any idea, you know, what that would cost uh, any of our listeners out there? Well, it depends on how far the, the other person that owes the money lives from the court building. Because sheriffs can charge from the court building to whether they must serve the document. Mm-hmm. So it can be easy between the range of 80 to 120 rand, but it's a minimal fee. It's not like you're paying an attorney hundreds of rands for consultation and then you still have to pay on top of that the normal sheriff services. Mm-hmm. So you're basically paying just what needs to be served. Okay. Joy, do stay on the line. We're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, uh, we'll continue with uh, the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Studio with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed, standing in for Buta Jamil Wallace. If you have just joined us, we are joined online by Ms. Joy van der Heide, who is the, linear, uh, sorry, the Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice in the Western Cape. And this evening we are chatting about Small Claims Court, and she just explained to us, you know, what the procedure are. Just a reminder, listen, you can claim for damages not in excess of 15000 and rand. Now we do have a caller on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Hi, salam. Yes. How are you? Alhamdulillah, yourself? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, you man, can put I your question. Question, man. Um, our car has been in, a, in three weeks ago, almost three weeks ago, in an accident. Driver's license, the car's license, it was in a parking bay. And um, my and showed, are you there? Yes. Okay. My three grandchildren was in the car and my daughter that was pregnant is in the was in the car. All right. So then this um this other vehicle came, it was a company vehicle, and when my husband got out of the car to cross the road and he turned out he heard this bang. And there our car was just knocked into, it was half lifted and luckily none of them were hurt, but the kids are all traumatized. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they don't want to get into a car again, and now they're complaining with like slight headaches and that. But I mean, we we when we made a case, um, they're not getting back to us. We must phone them every time. Um, the the tow people came and they took the car away. Are we liable for that towing cost? We thought that it went to this company, but now we hear that it's at this t- um, the, the towing place. They took it away. Are we liable for that cost as well? Because I mean, that cost is escalating now, uh, you know, every day. Okay, now, uh, Shukran, you can you can uh, you can just uh, stay on the line, or you can drop the call, and we will get uh, Joy to okay. give you the answer. Okay, okay. Uh, Joy, right. can okay. you, uh, you you got the question there? Okay, how can you uh, assist the lady there? Sorry? How can we assist that lady? Look, first she's asking for legal advice, which is a bit off the topic of small claims court. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I hear with regards to her children having uh, showing certain signs of headaches and that sort of thing, it could be from whiplash, it could be from a slight concussion. I don't know if she's taken the children to the doctor yet. 
in any event, that sounds more like a road accident fund claim. Okay. Um, which you would have to then institute via the road accident fund, which is also um, a process that you can either do on your own or have an attorney. In this instance, I would suggest that she has an attorney because it does sound like it's going to become complex and complicated from what she's explained briefly. Um, it's not something I think the small claims court will be apt to deal with. With regards to towing and the towing costs, that she will obviously have to take up with the relevant company. Um, from what I explained, from what I understood, their car was stationary. It does so they were not at fault at the time of the accident. Um, but they would then have to take it up with the company and explain to the company that they didn't have to cover their costs in terms of the vehicle. And that will all be done by the road accident fund. Okay, thanks very much for that, Joy. Now, I think there's a follow-up to our previous SMS from 3986, and it says, Marv, just some correction. I only received the first letter from the small claims court that the other party and myself had to fill in. No other action or court cases was implemented. Okay, so is that the one with the 10,000? That's correct. Is that the one about the 10,000 rand? Okay. Well, in that instance, if it was only the letter, then they would have to start with instituting summons. Um, you'd have to go to the school court and, and start that process then. Okay, thanks very much. Now, another question, Joy. How many small claims courts do we have in Cape Town? Oh, in Cape Town, we've got one at almost every court. Um, but in the province, essentially, there are 43 in total. But the majority of that 43 is within the Cape Town metro. And the few outlying areas um, that the, the balance is. So we have courts, for example, in Cape Town, in Goodwood, in where else is there? Uh, Weinberg, Mitchell's Plain, Kailicha, Curls River, um, Dalbo as well, um, Salambosh, Simon's Down. So, you know, we've, we've covered quite a bit of the courts in the province. Mm-hmm. And you can obviously simply go to the court, and as you said, then that the, the, the clerk of the court would then assist uh, any potential uh, claimant to go and actually complete uh, the relevant letter. Firstly, uh, then if they need assistance with the issuing of a summons, uh, then uh, there's always some support for them there. Yeah, that's correct. There will be support for them there. The clerks are trained to assist the members of the public in the process. It was our contribution as a department to make sure that there's an inexpensive process for people to litigate. Mm-hmm. So no. they don't, so the, basically, you know, um, government pays these clocks to, or our department pays the clocks to, to render these services at no cost. Okay. Now, for example, you know, we're speaking about the fact that you don't need any legal representation and we're saying, you know, we're using words such as litigation, for example. So how confident, you know, could someone feel by actually litigating within the small claims court? Well, your one listener himself indicated that he took two cases so far to the court, which he was successful in. It's got a good success rate. You must remember the commissioners that preside over these matters are all legally qualified and admitted attorneys. So they practice for five years or more already in the, in, as an attorney in court. Um, and then they are very qualified to be able to preside over the matter, look at the evidence that's being presented to court and making a decision on that. They also go for training, mm-hmm. um, so they're all trained as well in terms of how to preside over these matters, what the rules are in terms of the court, and what they can and cannot do. 
Okay. Um, Joy, do stay on the line. We're going to go for another quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll then continue our discussion here on the program called The Talking Point on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stadium. If you have to join us, we have online Joy van der Heide, who is the Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice and particularly within the Western Cape Regional Office. Now, we are chatting about the small claims court and I believe that we have in total in the Western Cape about 43 of these. And But in the Cape Town area, we have them almost all over in Goodwood, Kales River, Cape Town uh, and all these various places. Places. And if you need to go to the court, it's a very formal, well, a very easy process. There's a pro formal letter uh, that you have to complete and the clerk of the court would be able to assist you. And really, there's no need for any almost kind of legal representation. Now, Joy, do I still have you on the line there? Yes, you do. Okay, so now once you appear before the the commissioner. The, the commissioner, as you pointed out earlier on, you know, um, you know, so there's not really anything for if I am to, for example, the claimant, you know, um, what say the opposing party or the other person now comes with a legal representative? What happens in that case? There are no legal representatives. In okay, the so there's no. So, sorry. So there's no attorney that appears in front of the court. Um, it's just you and the person that owes you the money. That's it. And they speak to the commissioner and they present their documentation. Okay, so if someone now takes me, for example, to the small claims court, I cannot now say, okay, I'm going to get legal representation. What you can do is you can get someone to a legal representative to advise you on how to deal with the matter in the court, but they will not be able to appear in court on your behalf. Okay, so what we're then saying to our listeners is that there's no appearance of legal representation when dealing with matters uh, that appears before a small claims court. That is confirmed, eh, Joy? That is correct. It's basically, I don't know if, you, if your listeners have ever watched the program like Judge Judy. Uh-huh. There's no attorneys that appear in court. It's just what the plaintiff is saying, that's the person suing, mm-hmm. and what the defendant is saying, and that's the person that owes you the money. And then, like Judge Judy would listen to the matter and then make a decision based on all the documentation given to her on the day at the hearing, the same thing happens in the small claims court. Okay. Uh, Any advice from your side, uh, Joy, to our listeners out there? Yeah. um, Make sure that if you are going to sue someone, you have all the documentary evidence, invoices, receipts, contracts where it's applicable. And make sure you have copies of that, certified copies of that, on the court file. Take the originals with you. The originals will be, have to be handed in court on the day. And obviously, where the summons was served and the letter of demand was served, you need proof of that. That is why you pay the sheriff. The sheriff will give you a return of service to, to, to say that it has been served on this particular person. And through, that would be proof that it's been served. And that must also be handed in on the day of the court hearing or placed beforehand in the court file. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you see these things on TV, they almost have these witnesses being called and all of those things. D- does that also take place in the small claims court? You can have witnesses. You just need to inform the court beforehand that you are calling witnesses to testify as to the veracity of your claim. 
Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned also, you know, when we spoke of some of the types of matters that one can actually refer to the small claims court, you spoke also about the whole issue around loan agreements, for example. And I think your advice was, you know, that when you do loan someone money, that you actually have to put that or such an agreement in writing. That is correct, because that, is, that would be proof that the person owes you the money. Because mm-hmm. they would have to obviously sign the document that will confirm they agree to the fact that they owe you money or they're borrowing money from you. Okay, now there's an SMS here, Joy, and the SMS comes from double four two zero, and it says, Hi, Assalamu alaikum. I moved into a rented house for a year. It was a very broken and dirty house. Made an agreement with the owner that I would fix things, but they must pay me back. They agreed. I spent an amount of 23,000 rand four months ago. They gave me notice and up until today they haven't paid me a cent. Please advise. Now before I ask Joy to reply to that one, just to remind our listeners that we, we spoke about the fact that there's a limitation here. Uh, the limitation being that if you're wanting to refer something to the small claims court, which is our discussion this evening, it cannot be in excess to the amount of 15,000 rand. Okay, so Joy, maybe just a quick comment on my SMS. Yeah, um, well, the person can take the small claims court, but he will have to abandon a part of his claim. So he'll have to bring it within 15,000 rand if he doesn't want, if he, if he wants that to the small claims court. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, because he's got a notice and the landlord owes him money, I would suggest he probably tries the rent tribunal. Sorry? The rental tribunal. Okay, so you could also then take something like this to a rental tribunal. Yes, so you the rental ne- tribunal is based in the Western Cape um, Provincial Government, and they set up what in in to deal specifically with cases of rent, where you know certain monies are owed or claimed or there's notice given. Like in this instance, notice has been given. Um, but if he wants to claim his money via small claims court, he will have to only claim fifteen thousand rand and not the twenty thousand rand. If that happens, he can't bring another application for the balance, which is the 5,000. Mm-hmm. So you can't, for example, exhaust the avenue of going to the small claims court and then also use the rental tribunal, for example? No, you have to pick one of all the other. Okay. And just to remind our listeners that we are, we do have online with Joy van der Heide, who is the Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice eh, within the region, within the Western Cape. And this evening we are chatting about small claims court. So if you've been conned or swindled or you had an accident or violent altercation and your damages is below or up to 15,000 rand, you can refer the matter to the small claims court. Now, the process is fairly simple and straightforward. You don't need legal representation. In fact, legal representation is not allowed in the small claims court. Uh, you just need to get to yourself to the court, complete a pro forma letter, which the clerk of the court would most happily assist you with. Then the, you wait for 14 days. Joy, am I correct, eh? Yes, that's correct. And then after the 14 days, you go back to the court and then you have an, you have a summons issued. Yes, that's correct. Then the, the, the summons will then be served on the person and then you will be, you, you should get a, a court date which is between, in the time frame of between one and a half to two months. That's correct. Okay. And obviously, as you said, you know, if one looks at, uh, I don't know what program it is that you mentioned on TV, but it's a fairly fairly straightforward process. You have to appear in court yourself. What happens if the other party does not attend proceedings? The court can still make a ruling or judgment if that person is not present. 
Okay, and just to remind our listeners once again, Joy, what you said that if there's a judgment of this nature, then this judgment has the, well, I can't find the, the word I'm looking for now, but it has the strength of something else. Yeah, it's got the same effect as a normal magistrate court order. Mm-hmm. So if you have a judgment in your favor and the person is still not paying, you can take it to the clerk of the civil court at the magistrate court mm-hmm. and ask them to execute it which means the magistrate will then issue a warrant of attachment mm-hmm. against that person's assets. Um, you then take the warrant of attachment to the sheriff. The sheriff will then execute it and sell that person's assets to recover your claim. Okay. Now, and what if, for example, let's say I refer the matter through to the to the uh, small claims court uh, and then I'll, I'm not available. I'm the one that instituted proceedings. What if I do not, I don't pitch at these proceedings? Look, if a person is ill, for example, they need to provide a doctor's certificate to inform the court that, look, we need another date because I'm ill. Doctor's certificate will be proof of that. Mm-hmm. And the, they will stand the matter down for another day. But if you don't pitch up to the court, like I think, and still make a ruling, whether you be or not, if you're not there, most likely they will dismiss the case. Mm-hmm. So you run the risk of having your matter that you referred dismissed should you not then appear at the small claims court. Now, just maybe, you know, I'm, you, you seem to be very familiar with these processes. The proceedings in itself, for example, uh, it seems, you know, that it's almost uh, fairly straightforward. It is very straightforward and very uncomplicated. And we designed the small claims court specifically that way because we know it's people that aren't legally qualified appearing in the court taking the case. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I don't have uh, see any other further questions that I might have. Just to remind our listeners then that I am chatting to Ms. Joy van der Heide, who is the Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice. And this evening we're chatting about the small claims court. If you have any questions for her, you can send those to the via the SMS line to the number 47913. The SMS line 47913. Uh, do not wait for the last minute. I normally fi- find, you know, that after I've already concluded my segment, then the these questions come through by that time it's fairly too late so uh, do send us your particular questions now just to remind the listeners it's, it's a bill it must be up to the amount of 15,000 Rand if it's in excess of that I think a uh, joy you also see that you could do that but then you'll have to abandon part of your claim is that correct that's correct you have to abandon part of your claim and once you abandon part of your claim you cannot claim it back Mm-hmm. So you can only go up then, but you can then claim the 15,000 Rand and the court can then make a judgment or ruling in your favor. That's correct. Okay. And how is, I mean, if I may ask you the question, you know, what is the success rate really of, uh, you know, for people who have, you know, referred matters to the small claims court? Well, that's a difficult question to answer. I'll tell you why I read one. Mm-hmm. Because it would depend on whether the person's got a legitimate claim or not, if they've got the proof that, you know, that money is owed to them or not. If they don't, obviously, the commissioner is going to find it difficult to make a decision in that instance. Mm-hmm. And based on whatever the other person's evidence is, might it in your favor or against your favor. Mm-hmm. But um, the small claims court is quite straightforward. It's very, you know, um, informal even, because it's not very daunting. So it's, it's quite, well, quite a good success rate for those people that have been able to prove their claims. It's not like claims are dismissed, um, you know, willy-nilly by the commissioners. There Mm. are, as I said, legally qualified attorneys that have been practicing already for five years or more. Okay. 
Now, who determines, you know, earlier and you said, you know, as long as the matter is not complex, for example, and we use the example of a motor vehicle accident where both parties, you know, agree, look, I was at fault, the other one says you owe me money. So there's no real uh, complexity with regards to this particular matter. But if there is, for example, complexity to the matter, but I now just refer my matter to the claims court, the small claims court, and I'm not presenting that there are some complexity around the matter, who then determines or makes a determination on the complexity of the matter and whether it could be dealt with by the small claims court? That is the, the, the chairperson usually um, that's involved with the small claims court because he would be the one assigning in conjunction with the magistrate in charge of that court assigning cases to the commissioners. So if the magistrate and the chairperson of the small claims court feels that it's a complex matter, they will inform the plaintiff or the person suing but look, this is a complex matter which can't be heard by the court and it needs to be referred to another institution, either like the rental tribunal or the road accident fund or whatever other organization, um, you know, they feel that uh, would be best suited. Um, even if it's very complex, they will tell you rather take it to a magistrate court and get an attorney to represent you. Okay. Now, there's another question here that came through, and it says, the stamp of the sheriff of the court, must it be signed? I'm not too sure. Does that make sense to you? Um, look, the sheriff is a, a few generous, right? So even though they're appointed by the Minister of Justice, they do not work for the court in that sense, in the strict sense that we pay them. They basically um, generate their own income from the work that they execute. Mm-hmm. So they're not paid by the government or by the department. They're only appointed by the minister. Mm-hmm. So um, in that instance, the, all the returns of services that you get from a sheriff has to be signed, and it has to be marked clearly that the person that served it and the sheriff's name is there with all the details, including banking details. It's basically like a receipt and a um, confirmation that service has taken place. Okay. So combined document in that mm-hmm. Okay, thanks very much for that. And then there's another SMS here uh, that says, if I have power of attorney on behalf of my son and I want to claim for rental never paid by people who rented his home, can I apply to the small claims court? If the power of attorney allows you to, to litigate on behalf of the son, then he can do that on behalf of the son, provided he provides proof that he has local standard, which basically means he is the proper litigant in the matter through the power of attorney. Just on that note, something that came to my mind quickly, Joy, is uh, does the small claims court, is there any process of condonation, for example? Or, in fact, is there any time period within which one has to claim? Let's use an example of a motor vehicle accident that happened, let's say, last year. Can I still, let's say, 12 months or six months after the incident uh, refer a matter to the small claims court? Yes, you can, because, like I said in the beginning, Falkland's Court is a civil court. So in terms of civil procedure, um, all claims only expire after three years. So you have to issue summons within three years. Otherwise, outside of the three years, your claim would have prescribed, 
and the court will not be able to hear your matter. Mm-hmm. So that will almost be in line with the Prescription Act. I know the Prescription Act yes. also speaks to the whole issue around three years. So any claim that you have uh, in respect of whether it's damages or so, you can actually refer your matter then to the small claims court. Uh, but after three years, uh, it is then regarded as having been prescribed. Now, Joy, thanks very much for your time. We've got about three minutes left. Is there maybe any advice that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I just like to, you know, make sure that your listeners understand there are certain matters that cannot be taken to small claims court, such as um, you can't bring a claim that goes against the judgment or order of another court where it's more than 15,000 rand. Also, you cannot bring a claim in that instance. You also can't institute a claim against the state, local municipality or local government. You can bring a claim, <laughs> however, against a corporation or company, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can't bring claims to officially cancel a marriage that would not be allowed in the small claims court. And you also can't bring concerns of the validity of a will to the small claims court. Joy, sorry, can I just interrupt you very quickly? I, I think I've got a minute or two left. Something that just came to my mind. Let's say someone enters into a marriage agreement, a contract with someone, and uh, you know, Islam, in Islamic law, we have something called uh, a dowry or something, or even I think yeah. in, in some other cultures you have, you know, this labola thing going. So let's say someone reneges on that particular agreement, and it's, uh, it's within the threshold of the fifteen thousand. Uh, could that person also? Um, Refer that matter? Not going to deal with marriages. That would be strictly Muslim personal law if it's a dowry. Um, mm-hmm. You'd have to obviously then deal with the matter via your MJC or alternatively take it to the High Court because it deals with a marriage issue. Okay. Then there's another SMS which came through very quickly, Joe, whilst I have you on the line. It says, Salam, what is a stale debt? Stale, S-T-A-L-E, stale debt. Yeah. Okay. It's Sale debt to me would probably be a debt that's prescribed mm-hmm. um, or a debt that they know that they're not going to be able to recover money from that person and they write it off. Okay. Those sorts of claims would, uh, would not suggest you bring it to a small claims court because that's going to become a very complex matter. There's going to be a defense of prescription or there's going to be a defense that it was written off. That would have to go to a magistrate court depending on um, you know the limits. Of, of that agreement. Okay, very last one, very quickly. It says, Assalamu alaikum. I had a tenant in my property who left my place badly damaged, and that was approximately three years ago. Can I still take this matter to the small claims court? If it's before three years, then summons can be issued. If it's after three years, then unfortunately, in that instance, um, the claim would have prescribed. Okay, well that has uh, been an interesting discussion with, uh, as I said earlier on, Ms. Joy van der Heide, who is the Senior Legal Administration Officer with the Department of Justice and within the Western Cape Regional Office. Ms. van der Heide, in, uh, certainly, uh, well, Joy, certainly has been a pleasure having you here on uh, the program called The Talking Point on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Thanks very much for your time and I want to wish you a very good evening. I just like to say shukran for giving us the opportunity to explain the services that our department offers. Maybe whilst I have you on the line, is there maybe just a contact number for your offices, Joy? Yeah, sure. Um, if there are any concerns or complaints about what's happening in the small claims court, mm-hmm. they're more than welcome to phone our office or address correspondence to us. We are situated in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Um, our number is 021-462-5471. 
Okay, that's zero two one four six two five four seven one. Again, I said, uh, as I said earlier, it certainly has been a pleasure having you here uh, on the airways of the Voice of the Cape, and I want to bid you a very good evening. Shukran, everyone. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh.